This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, the podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. I'm your host, Megan Batoon, and today is a really exciting episode because I've always wanted to have a dream interpreter in my life, one, but two on the podcast. And I found someone who is such a delight. Her name is Melly, the Dreaming Yogi. And we talk so much about not only dreams, our subconscious, transitioning from careers to dreams, like actual dreams, like in your real life. It's a whole thing. So enjoy. And I cannot wait to hear what you think. I feel like I already know you, Melly, because I've watched probably like 10 of your YouTube videos back to back. Wow, that means a lot to me. <laughs> There's yeah, so much good you. information on your channel. But the, the cool thing about it is I learned that you didn't do this forever. And you mm -hmm. kind of, you started searching for your calling around your Saturn return. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wow. So we've talked about Saturn return on this podcast before, but I want to hear from your standpoint because your background was in engineering or something similar. Yes. Yes. My degree is in electrical engineering with a electrical. specialty in computers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. So then around what, when did your Saturn return start hitting? Was it 27 or 26? It was exact in 2016. And since Saturn is such a big planet, I felt it for the year of 2015. Like that's when I'm like, things are feeling weird. Let me explore what's happening. How did you know where to explore? Like you were, you were in engineering, you had a successful career doing that. But then when you started to feel being pulled in different directions, did you know which direction to go in or was it clear? Absolutely not. So when I, when this whole thing started, I was just feeling more anxious and having panic attacks. That's really what led me to be like, I must be sick. Let me go to the doctor. And the doctor was like, you're fine. Just need some vitamin D. And I'm like, what do you mean? I feel shaky when I'm walking out my door. So that's what got me like my therapist was like, you need to meditate. And I'm like, what? Relax. Uh, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I started finding a meditation coach and noticing my dreams were just reoccurring. Like it was the same theme in it. And that happens all the time. What were your recurring dreams during this period? Do you remember? Yeah, for me, um, it was being in a home that wasn't my own and feeling scared. Like what's going to pop out? It sounds like, OK, what's so scary about that? But I felt like not safe in that environment in the dream. And I was an insomniac, too. So to have dreams when you're sleeping like three or four hours sporadically is kind of rare, but mm -hmm. they were so persistent that that's what got me like looking a little bit more at what could this mean? Like, how is this related to why I'm feeling this way? Because I've lived with anxiety all my life, but never daily panic attacks in places where I felt comfortable, you know? Daily? Daily for about a year. Yeah. Oh no. So when you started having these reoccurring dreams, what would you do before you became a dream interpreter? Would you just Google them and start researching that way? Or how did you, how did you accumulate all of the knowledge to know exactly what dreams are telling you? Yeah. Well, a friend of mine at that time was the one that brought up that 
hey, I've heard dreams relate to your subconscious and things like that. And that's when I'm like, that's a different take than what I what I had heard in, in my, I don't know if it's a Hispanic culture, but it's very superstitious. Like if you dream yes. your teeth are falling, someone's going to die and things like that. So when my friend brought this up, I started like looking through books and that kind of a different perspective came up where I'm like, oh, okay, this is my mind, body and spirit communicating what's happening and really trying to tell me that it was I was taking too much responsibility for the actions of others. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's what the literal baggage and boxes in that home that didn't feel like my own was representing. And that oh. was an aha moment. <laughs> totally. Okay. So then when you realize that, how do you then, I guess, uh, apply what you learned in your subconscious to your waking life? Like once you know that I'm, I'm holding too many people, other people's baggage, how do you actually make pragmatic change in your life? Like what's the first thing that you did the next day that you learned that? Yeah, well, back then I didn't have all the knowledge that I have now or the tools. So it was just that aha moment. I noticed that the dream was shifting and I was just because I was doing everything I could therapy, um, psychiatry, everything to pull myself out of that. And from there, I'm like, okay, how am I going to release this? I wrote an angry letter to an ex, you know, uh, and did practices with my therapist as well to really overcome that. And little by little, because I was agoraphobic at the time, uh, meaning I wouldn't leave my home because of so much panic. And it was just little pieces. And the interesting thing was, as I was doing that inner work, in my waking life, the dream was shifting into something more problem solving, something that I was more like in control of. And finally, the last dream I had in that series, it was an empty home. It was beautiful. It was just me and my parents and the landlady. And the main door was very skinny, meaning I was going to be more selective with who I let in my life. So that just brought closure in there. (laughs) Interesting. I do you have any recurring dreams now? Sometimes I do, but right now I can't think of any. What pops, pops up a lot is work. <laughs> I'm a big workaholic yeah. and, and now I'm doing this full time and this is my passion, my hobby, my personal and work. So it's all of it. <laughs> I want to talk about that, about that a little bit. You mentioned one in one of your videos that the difference between work and your life calling around this uh, Saturn return time period. And I feel like I'm going through something very similar. I just turned 30 in March. And so essentially like the, the Saturn return era has closed and I just feel like my life is completely different and which I'm happy about because it wasn't like it, it wasn't like flip turn upside down. It was just like, oh, it's pushing me into a different direction of like what I really want to be doing versus Billie Eilish has a new song. She just came out with this album. And there's one lyric that says um, the things that used to bring me joy now just keep me employed. Mm. And it's like, oh, that's how I felt. Like I when I was 20 years old, I started doing you know, videos online and it was really fun at the time, but now it's so draining because I love designing and that's so not on camera. That's, you know, playing with tactile things and painting walls and all this stuff. And so it's like, wow. Yeah. I I really don't resonate with, with much video making anymore. And so I think that's really interesting that you were talking about in this video, when you go to work, you're, you're working, but then when you come home, that's your time to do what you want. But you could talk about dream interpreting all day, all night, at work, with your friends. And that's how I feel with design. So I would love for the people listening, if they are also trying to figure out like what that passion is, if you have any advice of like finding your life purpose or finding a passion. Yeah, that's a great question. And that's where I like merging astrology and dream interpretation, because your dreams are going to show you what those deepest desires are. And the more you connect with your dreams, the more I find you know, you connect with your body as well. So as you're doing, you know, maybe the videos that feel like have to versus you get to Mm. do everything else, you start creating that connection with your subconscious. So it's not just so detached and just going with the flow of, you know, the, the routines that we have. And with astrology, you can really look at your natal chart and also what's happening in the planets around to see how it's manipulating the dreams you're having and also mm. where the energy lies in your 10th house, which is the house of career and reputation and, and your passions and things like that. 
Ten thousand. Okay, wait. So right before <laughs> we, right before we got on the podcast, I was like, I should figure out what my natal chart is because so many people have told me to do it, but I just never, uh, I never either res- remember or understand. And so I, I have my my chart up. What is the tenth house? And I will tell you just because I want to know this. Oh wait, fifth house, se- se- eighth. I have a thing. Twelfth, eleventh, tenth. Oh, that's my son. Tenth house is is that normal? Well, everybody's is different. So if the sun is in your 10th house, and this is more like hypothetical astrology because I don't see it in front of me, but yes. that shows um, like your vitality and everything is in your work as well. So that's like where you shine brightest. And there is so much too with like what sign it's in, what other planets are doing things to it. Um, and mine is also in my 10th house along with basically all of my personal planets. So I'm a huge workaholic and it shows it there. <laughs> in, okay. So you're saying that your sun sign is in your 10th house, which is a career thing. And so is mine. And I am also a workaholic. Yeah. So would it be safe to say that ever, if everyone, everyone's sun sign is in their 10th house, that they're workaholics or is that crazy to say? Well, I'm a Virgo as well. And I have so many planets. Virgo is quite the perfectionist and the, what's your, what's your sign? I'm in Aries. You're in Aries? Okay. So it, it also depends. So adding the Virgo for me, that makes me more of that workaholic um, for you as well. But Aries, you said, right? That mm-hmm. is more like taking initiative, the drive, you know, the passion. Mm-hmm. It fuels your work. Yes. Interesting. Okay. I've, I've got to look this up. You also mentioned in one piece of your content that essentially this natal chart is showing you kind of like a blueprint of where you'll go in your life. How do you, how do you read if someone's never looked at a natal chart before, how do you read one? Yeah. So it's very important to know first that you still have free will, right? So a lot of people, when I talk to them about astrology, they sometimes uh, connect it with horoscopes, which is, you know, you're going to have a good day tomorrow or next week. And that's not Oh, astrology. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Wow. That's a good thing to know that th- those are not like hand in hand. Right. Because the horoscopes just look at your sun sign and it is really unrealistic to believe that the whole world is divided in these 12 signs and we're all going to be facing those things. So in astrology, that blueprint is showing a screenshot of the sky the moment you were born with all 12 planets, with all 12 signs in a mixture of places and associations. So yeah, yeah, it's um, to get started with that. I mean, you would definitely want to start with your big three, the sun, the moon and the rising sign, which is more of an angle. And uh, I mean, what what draws my attention first is to see if there's like groupings of planets together and what signs they're in and kind of. I mean, it would be kind of hard to just look at it yourself if you're looking at all of the the whole wheel. Uh, some yeah, people find it, it confusing. I found it confusing at first too, but starting with those big three and really understanding the planet and the sign and what it's doing and how you're reflecting it. Um, cause something that I share a lot is that there is no such thing as good or bad or a negative or positive trait in astrology. It's more a high or a low side. So if you're expressing, um, like in a fire sign, like more of that aggression type of energy, then you have just that much energy to flip it around and look at the good side. So for me, Virgo is such a perfectionist that I can, um, yeah, be very self-critical and bring myself down, but it helps me to be more of service to others. That kind of, that's the high side of it. Right. Interesting. So if somebody is about to hit their Saturn return, would you, would you advise them to look at their natal chart and see what's in the cards and if they are lost? Is that, I'm just so confused and interested of like, how do I do this? Cause I feel like I'm figuring it out on my own of like, I feel like I'm a very intuitive person of like, does this make me feel good? Is this nourishing? Am I enjoying this? What are my energy levels? But I have never, I've never looked into my natal chart or any of my astrology aside from knowing that Saturn return is a big shift in a person's life. Mm-hmm. So I'm just interested I go to a psychic every six months and she's a psychic medium intuitive. And so I, I basically write down all the notes that she says and I live my life and I kind of forget what she says just to see what happens. And then I go back into my journal and see if anything like came true. And a lot of times (laughs) about 80% is 
absolutely on, on par, which is so interesting. So I'm like, if it's all written in the stars and I'm living my life, I, I kind of want to take my actual life and then put it next to my natal chart and say like, how close did we get versus mm-hmm. like planning my life from my natal chart. But if somebody right. w- was kind of lost and wanted a map, would you be able to read a natal chart chart to see where you, you know, should go? Yeah. So, um, you can definitely look at the chart for guidance. So there are the North and the South node, um, Western astrology doesn't really focus too much on it, but I like to just at least glance at it. The North node is where kind of like you're destined to go. So for me, it's in the sixth house, all about health and wellness and and that body awareness, um, and also being of service to others. And then the South node, they look like a horseshoe. Um, the Mm -hmm. South node would be where you came from. So some astrologers believe that that's like your past life. If you believe in that, uh, I personally believe in that, but it's like lessons you came already knowing. Um, oh, fun. Which house is that? It, it's a, it's or like a node, marker. The, yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh, that would be so fun. I mean, I, I really do think that there are past lives and that would just be so nice to know that if we are living on this earth and working hard and learning lessons that it was, that we could bring them more, you know, we just don't lose it. It's such a nice right. way of thinking of like, yeah, we're, we're passing it forward to the next generation, a generation, but you know what I mean? The next, um, like iteration of people. I think that would just be so nice. Exactly. And like, I didn't know about astrology when I was going through this. Um, like I mentioned, I was an, an engineer and I remember a friend bringing up like, you know, maybe it's time for you to do something else. I'm like, I love my job as I'm like shaking all nervous at life and like just <laughs> reevaluating everything. So I find that with astrology, you can, if you're already feeling and sensing like you're stuck, like I would definitely look at the dreams you're having because that is clear messages from yourself, what you want without sugarcoating it, without feeling like, oh, responsibilities or your conscious mind playing tricks. Um, yeah. But then also astrology would show the energies around you and how you can work with them versus against them. Because I could have chosen to ignore it, have a really crappy year and then just continue doing what I was doing, which I loved at the time. You know, at some point I, I loved it, yeah. um, but I just kind of followed it and it led me here. And the thing is that years later is when I studied astrology and I looked back and it was the exact week. Saturn was exact the exact week. I said, I am moving back to my hometown and I studied yoga, teacher training, uh, dream interpretation, all the things. <laughs> the week, the same the, exact the same week. week. Yeah. And there was no way of me knowing that. I just kind of, I wasn't even super tuned into myself. I was starting to working on it. And I just kind of like, okay, let me, I'm not happy. Let me just find something. (laughs) Okay. So it started, if we go back all the way to the very beginning of your transition from engineering to dream interpreting, getting your yoga, 500 hours, all of this, you, it started with you knowing that you were unhappy. Is that right? No, it started with me just having what felt like random panic attacks. Yes. It was then yeah. Okay. Interesting. No, say more. I'm so interested. <laughs> yeah. I actually remember the exact moment where I was hanging out with friends, you know, at a live, like music thing. And I was just vibing. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Ooh, shortness of breath. Why? You know? And I didn't want to say anything cause I didn't want to ruin anybody's fun. But from there I'm like, Whoa, the doors are closing in the next event. That was just a small gathering at my friend who was my neighbor's house. I felt like, whoa, why am I suddenly feeling uncomfortable? And that was the, the, the thing that really got me worried because like I said, I've always been, had social anxiety, but not with certain things. And, you know, it builds up to it, like the anticipation. So for me, I'm like, this is weird. This needs to be looked at. And when it became more recent and I'm like, oh, I'm shaky leaving. I'm very rational. Um, even though now everything I do is like woo woo and crystals and tarot and all this (laughs) stuff. But I, do come from a really rational mind. Um, so I was just like, this doesn't make sense. I must be, you know, I must be sick. There must be some chemistry imbalance or something. And, you know, doctors just wanted to put me on medication, which I ended up going on because I let it go so far for just Mm. that year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, from there, I just knew I didn't want to be on medication the rest of my life. It made me feel really drained and just like I was not in control. Um, and that's when I started, you know, my meditation coach introduced me to oils and she gave me a crystal and I'm like, how does this work? 
So I became certified in that and like the tarot, what? And then became certified in that. So I just, I mean, I'm a big nerd. So I dove right in and it was experiencing it myself and having it be a part of my journey out of the agoraphobia and the panic attacks and really something that I feel fulfilled in. So that's why my mission is now helping others who feel that same way to not feel as alone as I did back then or as hopeless. Yeah. What I find so interesting is that you do come from such a rational background and mixing it with something that maybe some people are like, how, how do we believe this? Because there's no like science when they're like, you know, but it is like, there is science to it, but like, how do you, how do you meld those together? Because I feel like they are so very separate. Right. Are you referring to the engineering or the rational mind and the, um, Yes, both. Yeah. The engineering, yeah. rational mind and astrology, dream interpreting, like so many people could write that off as just, you know, coincidences or your brain cleaning itself or like you said, woo woo stuff. Like, how do you how do you mix the two together? Um, because I, I do feel like there's such different brains being activated. Yeah. So that's why in, in my dream interpretation sessions, I mainly ask a lot of questions because I want my client to get that aha moment. I'm not here to tell you your dream meant this, your dream meant that. And it's related to this past issue. I want to empower them to find it. And I'm just guiding them and helping them create those connections. And so from there, that's where, you know, we create Ooh, kind of like you... an, Oh, you can hear, sorry for a second. I lost you. Oh, you did. <laughs> yes. Back. Okay. So sorry. Oh, my internet connection is unstable is what it's saying. We're back. We're back though. I think we're good. Okay. okay so, um, you had said that you wanted to, we're good. Okay. Um, in your sessions, you were, you want them to empower them. So you want to empower them. Yes. So I asked the questions to help them, you know, come to the, the bridge is what I call it of their dream and what it's linked to in a past or current situation. So it's not like, let's look at the book together. Let's Google it. No, we right. have these questions because everybody's uh, subconscious speaks differently and every symbol means something different to someone. Uh, I don't know how to swim. So a swimming dream for you may be completely different to the meaning for me. And, uh, that's what I do and how I create the connection between both, because it has to make sense to the dreamer. I can't leave a session where it makes sense to me. If, if you didn't get it, like you'll process it later. Like, no, it has to make sense to them. So that then they can make the have the awareness first and then make the changes. And the changes is when that's when I bring in the crystals, oils, yoga, depending on what the client um, believes in or wants, wants to work on. You know, sometimes it's just journaling exercises. But the point is, what are you going to do now that you have this very valuable message from your subconscious? Wow. Yeah. So it's super tailored to each person. And it's, that's, what's so interesting about looking up dreams for me is because when I have a crazy dream, I look it up and there are so many different ways that it could shake out when it's like, you know, universal dreams, um, uh, water being emotions, like, but what type of water and like, where is it? And all these like different little elements that change the meaning. I think that's just a very important key to highlight in your sessions, because it's like, that's true. It should be, it should be to the person because yeah, I just have never thought about it like that. Everyone sees the world differently. Everybody relates to specific items differently. So if a water bottle shows up in my dream, it's probably going to be completely different than somebody else. Exactly. (gasps) Interesting. Okay. I have so many more questions, but we're going to take a tiny break and we will be right back. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, 
now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, we are back. I have a whole list of dream recurring dream elements that have happened to me that I would love your opinion on. But before that, I have one more thing that I want to talk about because I think transitioning from one kind of career identity, you know, entire life to another is so interesting, especially in my life right now. I started as a dancer that went to a, a YouTuber and then a podcaster and then an interior designer. So I've just been doing so many life changes. And I want to hear about your experience with your transition from engineering to dream interpreting, yoga, all of all of the um, health and wellness that you do. Like, was it quick? Was it, did you know, oh, I want to do this completely or was it gradual? It was a little of both. I've noticed that I was very happy when I got to clock out and study for, you know, my, my dream studies and uh, crystals and yoga and all of that. And that was the moment I've never wanted to do something just because I have to, like I, I always seek for f being fulfilled and I'm always investing in myself as well. So I was doing both for a couple of months um, until, you know, there was a situation where I had to like either go back because at the time I had come back temporarily um, to help uh, my family with some emergency that was happening. Uh, so when it was like, okay, now it's time to come back and go back to like the regular, you know, flow of it. I'm like, actually, no, thank you. And that was when I'm like, people were already asking for my services as a business. And I was kind of doing just like Facebook group lives, things like that, just casually talking about what I was learning. And I'm like, okay. now would be a perfect chance to just, you know, open up a, an online shop because I make the dream catchers and oil blends and all these things. And I just went all in, not really knowing, <laughs> you know, I just, I now have a productivity coach and business coach and all that. But at the time I didn't know I was DIYing a lot of things. I was learning and getting, you know, trainings here and there, but I just kind of really had the faith and really felt it deep down that this is what I wanted to do. This is what made me feel most alive and uh, fulfilled. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of dipped your toe in because you loved it. And then you saw that people were in need of it. And so exactly. you saw like a supply and demand. And then is that when you decided to get, you mentioned a, a business coach and a productivity coach? Yes. So this actually happened recently just because I am great at creating all this content, but not really marketing or really, you know, I'll do one thing and I'm like, I want to do all the things. Because, oh, yeah. Know, why me not? Too. <laughs> so, <laughs> because we can and it's here. <laughs> right. And it's available and, and it's fun, but it can get overwhelming. And I noticed I was just like piling on on things and I knew that I had content to share, you know, programs to share. And, you know, I did find somebody who helps me with that. Um, and being able to reach more people than, than what I could do on my own. Um, mm -hmm. because I mean, you try to cut, not, not cut corners, but like save, right. So DIY certain things. And at the end, it's just draining. And I didn't want this to become, you know, like I didn't want to become burned out like I had in the past because this is something that is so, it's like my baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was seeing how it had helped me overcome everything that I did and have this, these tools to help me navigate all these challenges in life that are going to keep coming. It just feels good to be able to share that with others, especially when, you know, some people tell me like, I have agoraphobia too, or I have these panic attacks and, and, you know, this is inspiring me to like study this or that. And it all started for me for personal use. I didn't want to you know, teach yoga. I just wanted to like nerd out and, and read all these things and understand it for me. Cause I'm like, this is a crystal. What do you mean? It helped me feel less anxious and it actually worked, but how? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was more like curiosity, continue on my, my journey. And then, okay, it would be selfish to not share that with others. Totally. It's like this changed my life. I'm going to give you the tools so that your life can change as well. Exactly. That's so cool. I've, I've actually never heard of a productivity coach before. Wh how did you find that person? Uh, online. I'm always taking trainings to see how I can like, you know, um, create better flow in, in the systems that I now have. So, uh, I found her, I just loved her energy and yeah, we've been working all year on, you know, just getting all my stuff in a way that makes sense so that I can 
you know, keep creating and also keep sharing with others. Yeah. Is it, is it almost like an accountability partner and a life coach, but for the business, it would it be something like that? Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's creating systems of systems to, Oh wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Okay. I'm going to, that's what I'm going to Google immediately after this, but okay. I've got a few recurring dreams that I would love to run by you because I'm so confused at some of them. Some of them recur like consecutively, like every couple days it'll happen. And some recurring dreams are like every three months, it's the same dream that'll happen, but it's, it's interesting. So sometimes they're few and far between same dream. And sometimes they're really close. And one of them lately that keeps happening, which is, I can't, I don't know because I tried to Google it. And this one's one of the harder ones to to find. But in my dreams, I'm so tired that I can't keep my eyes open. Like I'm so exhausted in the dream. Like I remember the last time I had this dream, I was sifting in water with like sand for clay. And I don't even know if that's where clay is from. Like, I don't know how to, (laughs) I don't know how you source clay, but in my dream, it was underwater. And it was like these tiny little brown squishies. And so I was just trying to like collect a bunch of clay so I could make something. But I was so tired that like my goggles, I, I couldn't see through the goggles. And when I, tur- when I put the goggles up, I also couldn't see because my eyes were basically closed. And I was just like so tired. And then when I woke up, I was still so tired. Yeah. Am I just tired? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you might be tired, but the way I see it, I like seeing the symbols as um, literal, but also symbolic. And your eyes help you see different perspectives. So maybe there was like some trouble around uh, seeing things not as clear because you are trying to craft something Mm. out of, you know, what was the consistency? Is that Clay. <laughs> Clay? Yeah, you're Clay. trying to mold something. But without maybe seeing clearly, without kind of stepping back and like, let me clear up my vision, you know, kind of I'm, I'm visualizing like a mirror that's uh, dirty and whatever you see there, it's going to be like your reflection, but you need to clean that out before yeah. you can really craft that new. <laughs> that's so project. interesting. I wonder if it's because like I mentioned, also having another uh, career transition and I feel like like our, our signs very similar of like, get it done when we're, when we want to do something, we're just like, okay, yeah, all of like papers flying everywhere. It's like scribbles, like we're into it. And so I think now I'm so excited about a new venture that it's like, maybe I'm going too fast. Like my, my therapist yesterday was like, where are you, where are you going that you need to get there so fast? And I was like, oh, it's deep. (laughs) Yeah. Why am I rushing so much? And I think it's because I don't love being in a transitional state. Like it's, it's uncomfortable to be like, what, where am I going? Like, how, how am I going to get there? And what is it going to feel like? And is this the wrong choice? You know, like going from engineering to dream interpreting, were you scared about like, it, can I live the same lifestyle or like, is, am I going to be, you know, were, did you have any of these thoughts in your head of, of what if this isn't the right thing? Or did you know? That's very interesting that you bring it up because, uh, obviously the pay cut (laughs) was a lot drastic from one to the other. Uh, I always had faith. Like I do wholeheartedly believe that this, uh, I believed it back then too, that this would work, that this is what I was meant to do. Uh, my first astrology reading, clarified that as well. Uh, it showed everything and how much energy I have um, in a thing called Grand Trine to do this dream work and spirituality. Um, and also every time I had doubts because, you know, sometimes at the beginning when bills creep up and I'm like, oh, it might be easier to right. just go back. Uh, I would get some kind of sign either. And back then I wasn't good at marketing, remember? So I would get somebody <laughs> randomly find me and be like, I need a dream interpretation session. I'm like, how? I don't even have it listed, but okay. And there would be little things like that where I'm like, okay, this is just a sign that just keep going. Like, don't, uh, don't take those steps back because you know, you weren't fulfilled. It was fulfilling at its time, but we're always growing and and changing. And, um, those signs really, I, I'm very aware of them. I see them. I look for them. I ask for them. And Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, that's, that's such a nice thing to, to have. If anyone listening is like also going through a transition to keep looking for those signs, because I'm, it's very similar to me too. I'm like, what if I stop doing all these things? Am I going to be able to pay my mortgage? And every time it's very similar every time that I'm like, Oh man, like my business manager is like, Hey, you're going to stop spending money. And I'm like, mm, probably not. So I need to like figure out some more work. And then my friend will be like, Hey, can you like redesign my, my new bathroom and bedroom? Like, here's our budget. This is what I want. I'm like, Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Like I'm only in school right now. I don't have my certification for interiors, but like, it's the exact same thing. Like I'm studying and then I'm designing like actual people's houses. So I'm like, okay, this might be on the same, the same Way, same wavelength as what you were talking about. I exactly. can hope. <laughs> okay. I have, I have, I think two or three more dreams. That one is most recent. The second most recent, and this one happens probably second most is that I'm in the back seat and I'm having to drive at the same time, but I'm in the back seat and the, the seat in front of me, the headrest, like I can't see the the road because it's in front. And so no one's in the front seat, but I'm somehow in the back seat and I'm in control of the wheel. So either my arms are like super long or something, but like I'm the one holding the wheel, but I also can't see cause I'm in the back seat and I'm, I, I'm going way too fast. Sometimes, sometimes there's no brakes. There's just, it is just insane for me to try and make it work on, on the road. Mm. What does that mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you noticed that it's almost a little similar to the other one. You're, you still can't see the road in front of you, right? Oh my God, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so adding like any transportation dream, it's how you're getting from point A to point B. So if you're the one in the driver's seat, you're in control. If you're in the passenger, someone is in control of where you're going, but you're in the back seat and also in the front seat kind of guiding it blindly. Yes. Uh, you know? <laughs> so it kind of ties in with the other one, which I mean, isn't it so interesting how completely different dreams, you know, you may think they're, they're different, but they're related. And that's not something you'll find in, in a book or on Google, because right. those are pretty, pretty vague. Right. So, um, I would definitely see what is, where is it that you're going first of all, and maybe yeah, yeah, that would be good to know <laughs> as you work on that, as you journal that, then you may even see that the dream shifts to where you're in the front seat and you're driving. Like I've had so many clients and myself, the dream shifts. Before it just ends, it'll shift in a way where you're like, oh, okay, this is the ending to this cycle. <laughs> oh, that's so fascinating. Yeah, it's almost like I always thought dreams definitely were telling us something that we aren't seeing in our waking life. Like our subconscious is like, hey, you need to look at this. So we're going to play it on a big screen while you're <laughs> sleeping. Like this is our movie that we're showing you. And I never thought that the same idea could be repackaged into a different dream. Cause those are basically the same concept is like, mm -hmm. Hey, you're blind in this way of going somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Oh yeah. It's just like, Oh, you're obviously not listening to this dream. So here's another dream. That's the exact same yeah. thing in a different way. <laughs> and that's oh, exactly man. why um, we have these reoccurring dreams too, because it's like your subconscious nagging you to pay attention and if it already tried in this one way, okay, let me try, like you said, packaging it in a different way. And when we Google or when we look through dream dictionaries, it pulls you so far away from your real definition because we, right. we feel like somebody who is an author or it's published is so much more right than, than us, but they don't know our life or our experiences or our feelings. And at the same time, they are vague in a way where, I mean, I can look right now at any dream symbol and be like, that makes sense. You know, I can mm. make it make sense. But, um, and that happened to me with, with the tarot when I was studying that I pulled some cards it made sense to me. I was excited about it. And then I had a doubt and I went to the guidebook and I'm like, oh, that makes much more sense. But really it's the first one, the, the first hit for you without any, <laughs> any tools that is the most powerful and the most, um, correct. Whoa. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, we didn't even get into tarot. So when in your journey did you start studying tarot? Was it all at the same time or kind of collecting like crystals first, then dreams, you know, when did that come along? Yeah, tarot was quite at the beginning as well. It was like dreams, yoga, tarot, crystals, and essential oils at once. I dove deep. And then astrology (laughs) came a a bit later Um, and tea leaf reading as well, which that's like another topic. But the tarot, yeah, I grew up like thinking if they, they pull tarot for you, it's like forecasting and it's like telling you, yeah, I don't want it to tell me something negative or whatever. So I was like, I would brush it off. Um, and then when I, it was like on accident, I was doing a, I was watching a Facebook live and they like pulled an Oracle card for me thinking that I wanted one. And thinking that I, wanted I, I was like, what? No. Um, but I was like, and what's oh, an wow. Oracle card? Oh yeah. The difference between that is an Oracle is more like, uh, simple message. Like you'll have like a positive affirmation at the bottom, um, with an image. They're completely different based on the author and and who creates it. But the tarot, um, is the ones that have like the chariot, the death card, the devil, like it's an actual system. So Mm -hmm. there can be different images, um, but it follows the same, like the major arcana, minor arcana, and they're more detailed where you can pull for different questions and the same card will mean different things. But with the Oracle, it's more simple. It's more like a positive message or intention setting where you'll get a card that says keep dreaming or let go of your past type of thing that is not very open to interpretation. Whereas the tarot, it has just symbols and pentacles and you have to, you know, craft the message that way. <laughs> right, right. Okay, interesting. So so back to the story, You they pulled an Oracle card for you. Oh, yeah. And the message just kind of seemed like, oh, that's a positive. It was like kindness or something. And and the message was like, okay, let me let me dive deep into this again, because it felt like it everything has brought it back to I have the answers. I just may need some tools to really get the message. Um, So with the cards, I can ask a question, see the cards, journal it. And if I do it late at night with the intention to have a message, I will have a dream of that question play out to really solidify (laughs) what I want, what my desires are and the path to take. Interesting. Okay. So if we think about our dreams as movies and you pull an Oracle card in the, before you go to bed and you set your intention to, to have a solution to that Oracle card, then you're essentially like choosing what you are going to watch. Yeah. You can program your dreams. That's, that's stuff that I teach as well. You can program your dreams to answer questions, to give you the steps to, yeah. Okay. So how does someone learn that from you? You have a bunch of tools online, but list them off. Cause I'm so interested. Like what, what do you offer and how would somebody go about like exploring any of them? Yeah, well, like if if you're interested in becoming like your own dream interpreter and learning about these tools, I do have a course, my my signature course that walks you through that. Uh, Cosmic Dream Alchemy is what I call it, using astrology and holistic tools to deepen your dreams. And I walk you through interpreting your dreams and doing everything that I'm sharing here, transforming Mm -hmm. your life based on the message you're receiving. So that's like my, my main program. And I also have a membership where... I teach about different holistic modalities every month. And uh, then we also have new moon ceremonies and dream circles, which is where I help you interpret your dreams. We add in dream activities. So um, that one, we also do weekly card pools and meditations. So it's like, do you want to dive in all at once or do you want something where every month you can kind of add to your toolkit? Because uh, I don't expect anybody to dive in, uh, you know, like I did, but I have all this knowledge now that I want to share and everything tool I've used, I've used in combination with dreams as a way to find the answers myself and have that awareness and be connected. That's so cool because we, we do, we, everything, there's always like the, everything that we are looking for is within. Mm -hmm. So it's so interesting that it's like, 
when I don't know what's going on, I will journal, but I'll also go to my psychic. And it's like, I just need to hear it from somebody else because sometimes maybe I'm not looking at it, obviously. Right. <laughs> In every one of my dreams, I can't see anything. So <laughs> I think I think that's such a that's such a nice way to empower people to find the answers themselves. Like that's such a cool thing that you've you've like molded and created just yeah. out of your own curiosity. That's awesome. Thank you. Okay, I have one more dream. Oh, I have two more dreams. Um <laughs> One of them doesn't happen much anymore, but I would be interested if anyone listening maybe has something similar because I think this might be a recurring, maybe universal stress dream, I can only imagine. But I used to have dreams where I was pulling either gum or hair out of my throat, like a lot, a lot, a lot, almost like a clown. Uh, you know, yeah, clowns have like the ribbons that they just yeah. keep on coming out of their mouths. It was like that, but with gum or hair. So I couldn't breathe either, but I was just trying to get it out. That That's is all I got. Like intense that you shared that because that is my reoccurring dream. Like not exactly like clown hair, but like that I'm choking on something that I can't get out, something like gum type. And I'm just like, yes. Yeah. So what's that? <laughs> that is related to if you're speaking your truth or if something is holding back of what you're communicating, sharing, or something that has you choked up that you're like not really expressing it. Because that's where the kind of like the literal and symbolic come in. Like if you we literally were choking on gum, we wouldn't be able to to talk or speak. So that is what it So really. that back then I was not speaking my truth. So that, that would mean like I maybe I'm not uh, following my heart in terms of like my career or like what could that mean in, in all of the ways? Yeah. So it doesn't have to mean that you're not like living in, in your purpose or it doesn't have to be like that. It can be that maybe there was a situation at work or a relationship that you didn't voice what you wanted to say or that you oh. felt like you couldn't or you felt like I needed to sugarcoat something and hold stuff in. Um, so very, very different ways. And it also depends maybe other things if people showed up in your dreams, where you were. Um, but in a overall general, like can anything connected to the mouth and the throat, it's like speaking out. Right. If someone is dreaming and I guess the question really is like, what should we be looking for when we are dreaming for these signs? Is Does everything matter or are some things red herrings that don't really matter or are random or does everything have a purpose in a dream? I feel like everything has a purpose. Um, I definitely recommend keeping a dream journal, even if you're not remembering things like just write how you feel when you woke up, because I look back at my journal often and I feel like every dream will have a meaning in in that moment. It'll, you'll have that message. But also if you look back, it kind of puts the puzzle pieces into, into the story of you, right? So you can look back at it and start seeing and noticing these patterns. Um, what else are you talking about? I think I, <laughs> my mind no, just No, you're went totally like, fine. Um, it's, I just, I'm wondering like, should I be aware of everything when I'm dreaming? Or yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. So as you're journaling it, um, I'm aware of, I would say I'd be, everything could be a symbol. Everything can be powerful. Uh, an example I like to share that seems kind of random and like, it doesn't really matter is a chair being knocked over in my dream at one point. And the chair, you know, seems super random, but that's what keeps us supported. If it's knocked over and if you're on it, then you're not feeling supported. Um, and wow. what, what room was it in? It was in the kitchen. Okay. Is that like family or close friends type of thing? You know, and you can really, really break it down like that. Wow. Um, but definitely go with the symbol that speaks to you in the moment. Like you don't have to do as intense, you know, do all the things, but definitely go with the symbols that speak to you or like, oh, okay. Like the ones you share right now really uh, stood out to you and kept happening. So you can. That's so interesting that every single thing, it's very metaphorical. Like with the chair, wouldn't I wouldn't have even thought of that, but ch chairs do support you. And it's like, wow, that's, it's like free therapy while you're sleeping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of kitchens and different meetings with different rooms, my last recurring dream I'm always in my childhood house. I don't know what's happening in it. Sometimes it's different, sometimes whatever, but it's always like the house that I grew up in. What does houses or specifically a childhood home mean in your subconscious? 
Well, the house is um, related to your personal mind and bo- mind, body, and spirit. It's like what houses that in there. So. When you look at it, like if you're dreaming of a hotel, it's kind of like something more temporary. When it's your childhood home, it's kind of more your roots and Mm. how that crafted and created your mind, body and spirit and the stories you tell yourself. So, I mean, it depends what's happening there um, and what room you see most. Do you feel safe in there or is it kind of like part of a nightmare when you're having it? Um, Those types of things. But uh, yeah, I, I see those are the ones that come out more often or sometimes I'll have dreams where it's like a house that I don't even know and there's like a hidden room and I'm like, okay, there's something more to explore. So the childhood dream would just be related to your roots and that. My roots. Um, your mind, body, and spirit. One of the childhood ho- home dreams, I was redesigning it. So I wonder if that's me kind of working on, you know, maybe like, inner child work or something mm-hmm. like that, like re reorganize, reorganizing, you know, how I, my belief system growing up. Exactly. And that's you becoming your own dream interpreter. Like you are putting the pieces together and that is, you know, that clicks for you and it makes perfect sense. Um, sometimes like, since you said you're studying interior design, right? Like some people may think like, oh, it makes sense because I'm studying this and I'm dreaming that. When Mm. I was having my reoccurring dream that started this all, I was in the process of moving apartments. I ended up not doing it, but it made sense in the moment that I would dream of being in a different home. But if we just leave it at that surface level, then we're not diving deep into the actual meaning, the actual message. Whoa, that's so cool. Oh my gosh, I'm going to take every course because even in just this one hour, I'm like, okay, I have more tools. I'm so excited. Is, Thank you. Of course. Um, before we wrap up, I would love to hear if you had just one piece of advice that either you wish you got when you were starting this journey or something that you live by now after starting the journey that you can share with everyone listening. Yeah, I mean, I would just say for everybody listening is to start paying attention to the dreams that are showing up for you. Uh, even if you're not remembering, write down, I didn't remember. Um, you know, I do have a, a free workbook that people can can use with different tips as well. But just writing something down, giving it that space to speak to you and not rushing in the morning. I know we live really busy lives and that's like glorified to be on the go, but you're having these valuable messages and insights delivered to you each night just taking Mm -hmm. a few two to three minutes and there's ways to record them without having to write or or spend extra time from your commute Uh, but really paying attention and really seeing okay how is this gonna guide me how is this trying to bring out the best version of myself I am so excited to go to sleep. You don't understand. Like, I wish it was bedtime right now because I'm like, yeah, I, I can't wait for the free messages and the therapy. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Yay. I'll put all of Melly's links in the show notes and we will see you next time on Just a Tip. Bye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.